0: Welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by stoner chicks. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Phoebe Richards. And I'm Grace Penzel. And we're here just to hang out with you guys and talk about fun stuff, whether it be about marijuana or it could be about anything, but we're here to uh, to talk about that. Anything so at all, Stephanie? Anything at all. Like, uh, honestly, like, I was reading about, like, a bumblebees that sleep in flowers, so i nice. talked talk about that. Yeah. And, but how are you guys doing? Oh.
1: I'm good. 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 I'm pretty high. Like just, one. like, being fully candid with all of you.
2: I'm a good medium high. I'm, I was high before. <laughs> <laughs> now you've sobered on up. Perhaps. This
1: is a great check-in.
0: Yeah, seems like we're all doing weed all right. You know, what I was wondering is, what's going on with the news? It is
3: so great you asked, because it is time for Weed in the News.
0: That's a typewriter. All right, so I...
3: (laughs) I said in episode zero that my Weed in the News was going to be about legalization, but I keep finding things I find more interesting. (laughs) Uh, However, I do want to mention first that today, the day we're recording this, uh, New York State legalized weed recreationally. Did you all hear about that? And one of the things that's in the legislation is um, they're going to be able to have like public lounges where you can go smoke weed, almost like basically a bar but for weed, and there's no alcohol allowed, so it's just a weed bar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, my Weed of the News this week is something that I found on the Instagram account uh, at High Herstory, and they did an interview which I thought was really awesome. They posted about it, and I went to their website, which is highherstory.com, and I'm actually going to tell you a little more about them but after I do my weed in the news. Um, so this is an interview with a woman named Aaliyah Volz who wrote a novel that is called Home Baked, My Mom, Marijuana, you have and the Stoning of San Francisco. You yeah, to see the cover. Yes, I just picked up the book. I'll show you the cover. I... I ordered it so I could read it because it sounded so freaking cool. uh, The the photo on the cover is um, this woman, the author's mother, fanning out a bunch of cash (laughs) and she's in a car laughing and I found it a very inspirational photo. It's really it's really cute. And um, so the book is about her mom's. Weed brownie business that she ran in San Francisco in the 70s and 80s. I believe it started in 1976 called Sticky Fingers Brownies. And she grew up with this. Like she grew up in this house that was peddling out like 3,000 brownies a week (gasps) at one point. So it was a big operation in a time where weed was still very illegal. Um, this is the first uh, line of the High history interview. Aaliyah Volz didn't grow up like the average kid. She grew up with parents who believed in the magic of cannabis edibles long before it was cool and way before it was legal. Um, so she's doing a bunch of press right now because the oh, paperback sweet. version of the book is coming out on 420. Oh, um, So, like I said, this was a big operation, and the family never got caught, um, which is fortunate. And she said, rather than selling to strangers on the street, they catered to regulars on the job, people who worked in cafes, boutiques, medical offices, florists, etc. Most customers bought dozens every week and then distributed them through their own social circles. The brownies circulated widely, but very few people knew where they came from and the cops never figured it out. My folks also believed in hiding in plain sight. They dressed flamboyantly, especially my dad, who sometimes looked like an early club kid. (laughs) Their thinking was that if they drew attention to themselves, they would appear to have nothing to hide. Undoubtedly, racial privilege also played a role. A pretty white woman with a baby stroller wasn't perceived as an obvious suspect. Had we been a family of color, things might have ended differently. That's good to acknowledge. I was glad she acknowledged that because that was my first thought when they said they never got busted. I was like, yeah. "Oh yeah." <laughs> um, so That's awesome! Yeah. Sticky fingers launched in nineteen seventy six, so the flower children had already gone to seed. New creative and activist movements were proliferating. My mom's strongest client base was always with the LGBTQ plus community flourishing in the Castro uh, when HIV and AIDS began to rampage around nineteen eighty one. Longtime friends and customers started getting sick. There wasn't an effective pharmaceutical treatment for AIDS and HIV until late 1995, so people were desperate for relief. Cannabis wasn't going to cure AIDS, of course, but it eased some of the worst symptoms. Since my mom already had a strong distribution channels within the LGBTQ plus community, the shift to palliative care came naturally. So in 1981, the business kind of shifted to focus and on people relief. who were sick with AIDS um, to basically medical marijuana brownies. Yeah. So this is a big piece of stoner history that she realized she was holding on to, um, and that she grew up with. Um, but that was something that was interesting too, because she was growing up in a house where something very illegal was happening, like as illegal as heroin, basically. Um, So she said, my parents never disguised the nature of their business or the fact that it was illegal. They were proud to work in cannabis. Yes, it was a secret, but there was no shame in it. Of course, it wasn't always easy, especially during the Reagan era drug war. I struggled to make friends and there were moments when I wished we were a normal family. But honesty and intimacy within the cannabis community helped compensate for having to be guarded around other kids. So she could never really like have friends over because there was just a giant weed operation at her house. Um, at all times. Um, So yeah, she started writing this book and she started talking to people who were friends with her parents back then and recorded them and got all their stories and then made it into this book. Sounds Um, great.
1: I definitely want to read that.
3: Yes, I will absolutely let you borrow it. Um, I'm really excited to start reading it. Um, Let's see if there's anything else I wanted to tell you about... Um, yeah, she just said that having grown up embedded in the movement, she realized she held a vital piece of the story. And um, the cannabis movement, especially during the HIV/AIDS crisis, um, was a big part of the story she felt was missing. So, yeah, awesome. One I would more recommend. Time, what was her name? Aaliyah Voles, and the book is called *Home Baked: My Mom, Marijuana, and the Stoning of San Francisco*. That's awesome. Just one more thing I want to mention is high history. So. I looked into kind of who they are and what they do. And they're a media company basically started by three women um, who feel really passionately about telling the story of the history of women and weed. And they actually have a TV show coming out, which I wanted to tell you about because it sounds incredible. The nine-episode season of High Herstory, a cannabis comedy series which tells the stories of nine historical women, normalizes cannabis consumption, and showcases the best brands out there. And it's going to premiere on a TV network called Social Club TV and will be available on Apple TV, iOS, Android, Roku, uh, reaching the largest cannabis and hemp audience in the world.
0: Holy moly, that totally sounds something up Stoner Chicks' alley. Like, absolutely. Yeah. That has been Weed in the News.
2: (laughs) Awesome. Well, hi, everyone. (laughs) Hey, again. Hi, Phoebs. Uh, I wanted to do a little brag and uh, promote a cool zine that I got really into. I got into it, like, this time last year. And so I ordered it and I fell in love. And so then I got all five of their zines they had done. And then also at that time, I got really into collaging. And so for their last two issues, uh, I've had collages in it, which has been fun. And it's called Homegrown Zine. Uh, And you can follow them on Instagram at homegrownzine. Um, And obviously they're zines, so they're very affordable. And I, I mean, I'm a 90s kid, so I loved zines when I was young, so I get excited. I was excited to find this one that's all very art-based and beautiful, So it's, yeah, a really cool, beautiful zine that's like lots of collages and poetry. That's amazing. Yeah, and you can order their stuff, follow them on Instagram. I'm really into it, which also just leads me into something else I was going to say uh, about how much collaging was like a thing that saved me this last year.
1: Yeah. Um, Um, I have actually received a number of beautiful collages by Phoebe (laughs) in the mail this year and me too they have brightened my past Mm -hmm. sometimes very crappy year. so I love Phoebe's collages
2: well that means a lot it was truly for me like yeah I started mailing friend stuff and making collages again early in quarantine when you know we were all so cut off and it was definitely I had the hardest time like in the first couple months for sure and it was just it was, like, weirdly this way to feel really connected to people.
1: Yeah, seriously. I I live alone um, and, yeah, have had been mostly cohabitating with, like, roommates and stuff until right before the pandemic, too. So sometimes I get pretty stir-crazy in here, and I have a ukulele that I don't play well, but I do like to teach myself, like, the basic chords for songs that I like and, like, sing the songs that I like. Um, it makes me really very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I only have, like, a very rudimentary knowledge of it, um, it it for sure calms me down and improves my mood, like, no matter what. But, yeah. Love it.
0: No, I think there's, like, a lot of stuff that's just been, like, um, I always like kind of like both you guys were saying, I, I was into kites before quarantine happened like a little bit, like I like kite flying That's awesome. and then quarantine hit and then I'm all about kites, man. And it's also oh the gosh. best like social distancing thing yeah. you can have because you have like 80 feet of like fucking kite yeah yeah that kite between you and the next person (laughs) 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 but no one can be like in your kite flying zone so you have like and i like the dual line kites um that you could use and um it's just been super fun this whole last year and finding like the best kite places the best app you can get is the windy app you can see when the wind is best and so you know when you can go like have a good kite day my mind is
1: being blown right now stephanie this is like so cool i did not know this and like very cool
0: well i want to. i did i did a little like a big old kayla came up with bluff bluff pass and i thought that was so cute so i went to the bluff today and did like a little video of that and now i want to do a video of me uh but call it high as a kite and it's me getting stone flying
1: my kite
3: that's (laughs) fantastic yes
0: please
1: (laughs) that's so great (laughs) More weed puns around the activities that we regularly yeah. do.
0: I did like my weed pun. I did have a hashtag weed in the bluff. I like to imagine
2: you were sitting on the bluff smoking weed and you thought of that hashtag and then just cracked up while uh, smoking weed on the bluff.
1: I like to think exactly of you what smoking weed on the bluff completely in the buff, just like totally yes. naked. <laughs> Bluff. Buff, no, actually it was
0: funny I was sitting on the bluff today and a bunch like about seven or eight like high school age kids they might have been college age kids um, they came strolling up and they were definitely like stoner kids and it like just made my heart warm because they were going on a little hike and wanted to just get high and see nature and I was like oh fuck yeah rock but they, they were so funny how they like I just can't explain just I, they were just really cute that's all I can say that was really freaking cute.
1: When I see it warm my little when heart. When I see young people that are clearly like going off to have a session, I, I tend to also have my heart warmed. I know it's in. Sorry, that was really loud. I know it's no. like kind of inappropriate that I'm like a 29 year old woman that's like ah underage youth getting high, but like yeah. it is. It's nice. It reminds me of when I was in high school. Now it's a nostalgic feeling. Mm-hmm watching them
0: it's not i'm gonna go join mm-hmm. them but it was just like oh hats off to you guys know what you're doing as i'm like literally like filming my like <laughs> weed instagram <laughs> <playlist>. <laughs> i like how often walking around
2: seattle i see corners especially now that i live downtown like little areas where i'm like oh, i remember like trying to smoke weed in that doorway yeah like it was windy or trying to smoke weed and like someone walked by <laughs>
1: Oh, man. I Kayla, th- has there been anything that's like like kites or collaging? <laughs> well, I've already talked
3: about roller oh, yeah. skating on here. That was a big thing. But then it shifted into romance novels and Vikings, <gasps> and I now have a crossover Viking romance novel oh, called... that sounds good. Yeah, it's what? called The Shield Maiden.
2: The Shield Maiden. <laughs>
3: yeah, so it's a it's a woman viking who's the main character and um yeah, it's pretty good so far and uh yeah,
0: I think I read six romance novels oh this gosh. last uh fall I love winter. This. Are you like spanning different authors or is there an author that particularly like speaks to your
3: well, romance. no, I don't have a specific author. I joined this service called Book of the Month where you they mail you a new book every month. And I get a choice of like five of them. So I always read all the descriptions. And I've always chosen the romance one, <laughs> except for maybe once I got a true crime book. <laughs> but all the other ones I got like six romances in a row. And uh, yeah, they've been fun. My favorite one was probably Bringing Down the Duke.
2: Oh, was that? <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Wait, is that a Bridgerton one? It's very Bridgerton-esque. It takes place in the 1800s, England, Mm. during the suffragette movement, though. And the main character is um, part of the suffragette movement, women's rights in England. And then she falls in love with this hot duke hot dude, Which kind of goes against of her, all of her feminist shit she's got going on. So, oh, it's steamy. Oh, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I might want to borrow so, that. That sounds fun.
0: Yeah. Those sound like super fun because the only romance novels I've read have been the ones left at my cabin in Montana which are like 20 to 30 years old and they're weird. <laughs> um... Uh, but so I'd be interested in like some fucking Viking lady. Mm-hmm. God, hell yeah!
3: I'll
1: pass that to you next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> Kayla, want it. have you we watched? We should all read oh. it. Oh, interesting. I I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird? I sorry. Big confession time. I haven't read a book in a really long time. I I'm very busy, so I mostly listen to books and podcasts and stuff
2: what like that. What if Kayla, Stephanie and I recorded <gasps> ourselves reading it out loud? Okay, then. <laughs> and you, you can listen to yeah. it. Hell yeah. That's different chapter. Who's going to be the duke? <laughs> Please. I think actually Stephanie. Stephanie should be well, the duke. L- uh, hold on. I want, I want oh, to try
0: yeah. my best Hugh Grant. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to be the duke.
3: <laughs> yes. You're hired. <laughs>
2: Say it with a little more confidence and authority. Okay.
0: Yes, of course. I'd love to be the
1: Duke. (laughs) I love that you you fan cast Hugh Grant as the Duke. You want to
2: see him getting some head, huh? It's
1: really good. Oh, boy. I don't know.
0: I, like, the last time I've watched, like, like an English actor in a rom-com is probably Hugh Grant. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that is, like, I haven't watched any of the Bridgerton. I haven't watched, I don't know who's... Oh, I guess, no, Um, the new, isn't the new like Hottie, uh, uh, the Hottie guy from England is Idris Alba? Like he's like super. I don't think that's a new that's thing, not... but yes. I'm, <laughs> well, I'm new, always like, like about 10, 10 years, years. ago? Yeah. Yeah, I'm 10 years behind everything. He just gotta, I live under a freaking rock.
3: Hey,
2: all this talk about movie stars made me think about Stoner Movie Book Club, which isn't happening this week. But next week, we're having our third stoner movie book club, and it's going to be none other than the 2007 comedy, Smiley Face, starring Anna Ferris. If you haven't seen this one, you definitely should watch it, and the next week, you can listen to us talk about it. Smiley Face.
1: Just so you know, listeners, we're fucking killing the transitions on this episode. <laughs> and now that I've done my
2: transition, <laughs> while you start your thing, I'm going to smoke some weed. <laughs>
1: Uh, I'll, smoke to, I'll that. smoke
0: to that. I'll just I'll smoke to that.
1: Pause. You'll get Stoner of the Week soon. I'm faking it because I um, forgot to bring my weed pen
3: into my closet.
1: Sorry, don't cut that. Keep in what Kayla said about <laughs> faking it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, okay, now this is interesting, so I just took a hit, and now I'm going to give you a presentation. Yep. Um, <laughs> so, for this uh, week, I have something that's actually kind of apropos to what Kayla's Weed News was, so I'm actually really excited. Um, I've continued to listen to Great Moments in Weed History, which is that podcast I mentioned with Abdullah and Bean, and they told this story, and then I listened to um, an episode about the same topic um, by the podcast Stuff You Missed in History Class. And so what I will be telling you about is Gertrude Stein's lover, long-term partner, Alice B. Toklas. How she made... Pop brownies essentially like not actually pot brownies but started off the idea of edibles kind of being popular um so basically uh, gertrude oh and san francisco so gertrude stein and alice b Toklas were both born in san francisco um in the uh late 1800s and, but they didn't know they didn't know each other from birth. Anyway, <laughs> good because
2: that's what I was thinking.
1: <laughs> they weren't like baby friends who became lovers later <laughs> later on.
2: Oh, baby lovers! Okay,
1: so another another connection is that one of the baby lovers, Alice Toklas, her family moved to Seattle when she was like thirteen. And so she went to high school, I guess, and started going to UW for piano. And then something happened and they moved, I think, or they moved back to San Francisco. And then at at some point she met Gertrude Stein. But I thought it was interesting that she had lived in Seattle for a number of years. Go Cougs! Go coogs i just want to piss off the you dub people whoever (laughs) listened to this address your correction letters to dear stephanie at (laughs) stoner at gmail.com so what i thought was funny too because this story ends up being about weed was that it's alice b tokeless and in my mind i was saying spelling that t-o-k-e like toking weed l-e-s-s but it's actually t-o-k-l-a-s and when i saw that i was a little disappointed (laughs) but yeah so basically they met and then were really attracted to each other also just as artists and stuff they moved to france and had an apartment there that essentially became a salon for Basically, all the creatives of that time. Pablo Picasso, Henri Matisse, F. Scott Fitzgerald. But yeah, so everyone was hanging out at their house. And to the outward-facing public that wasn't acknowledging that they were queer, in those eyes... Alice B. Toklas was, like, Gertrude Stein's assistant, quote-unquote, but what it actually was more, like, she kept the house, she ran the biz, like, ran all the books, and for all of these dinner parties that would happen, like, every single weekend, she would always cook. And provide like a feast and so she was all about like getting the best ingredients from the different markets and coming up with these really creative ideas and just loved cooking Um, what oh and another funny thing that I thought was that at a certain point Ernest Hemingway was like coming on too strong to Gertrude Stein and Alice B. Toklas was like he can't come to the salons anymore like Ernest Hemingway is not (laughs) allowed to come hit on you babe and then Gertrude Stein unfortunately died in 1946 and what ended up happening is Alice B. Toklas kind of didn't have any money and they had this like incredible painting collection that they had gotten that was you know, original works of all of these people that they knew that were incredible artists it, that became more and more valuable but what ended up happening was that she didn't want to sell the paintings at all and ended up kind of living by relying on the favors of different people and then at some point she was gone like out of town in Italy and the sister-in-law like Gertrude Stein's brother's wife came into the apartment and took all the paintings off the walls. <gasps> Whoa, yeah, and like put them in a vault, and so <laughs> she ended up kind of destitute. But in the in the meantime, um, while she was kind of trying to work and survive for all those years, because she died when she was ni- eighty nine, um, she began to write herself and wrote multiple cookbooks, and so in her first cookbook, just the Alice B. Toklas cookbook, it became one of the best-selling cookbooks of all time, but in the first edition, there was a recipe for hashish fudge, which is a mixture of nuts, spices, and cannabis. It was only published in the first edition of that book, and also I heard that they didn't even, they didn't even let it be published in America with the hashish fudge in it. So, yeah, they actually, there's a recording of her talking about the hashish fudge recipe, and this woman sounds so old, she sounds like droopy dog, kind of, but (laughs) it's just like really delightful still to hear her say that hashish fudge. (laughs) No, that was a terrible (laughs) impression. Oh, my God. But, yeah, in it, she calls it the food of paradise. And what Abdullah and Bean's argument was, that was kind of the first step to, like, the memification of the, like, pot brownie. Like, the idea, the sort of phenomenon of, like, the pot brownie or, like, the weed brownie as, like, the thing you think of when you think of edibles. And... Yeah, I mean obviously her and Gertrude Stein were like getting high all the time with these artists, right? I mean, it makes sense. Unfortunately, I also learned some other interesting facts about them while I was research or like while I was listening to these podcasts and so both of these women were Jewish and they were like artists and smoked pot and they were gay, but during world war ii the way that they were able to stay in paris and like not be you know i don't know taken to camps or whatever was because gertrude stein was kind of besties with a higher up in the vichy government which is like the german occupation of the of french government um and so actually Gertrude Stein and Alice P. Toklas, I think, they were, like, a couple, had pretty, like, fascist views. And... Oh, no. Yeah. It it turns out that they they had a beautiful love story and were very good writers. But, yeah, just kind of baffling. I guess it goes to show that the marginalized communities that are being affected by... These sort of systemic crimes aren't always going to choose to be in solidarity with those groups. But yeah, that was. Re- oh, and when she published the cookbook was in 1954, which is just 22 years before what you were talking yeah, bef- about, Kayla.
3: Before uh, Sticky Fingers Brownies. Before Sticky Fingers Brownies. <laughs> There's a thread. There's a thread. Yeah, if, I, if they mention Alice B. Toklas in the book, I will let you know. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So that is the Stoner of the Week.
0: Stoner That's of the awesome. Week! Stoner <laughs> of the Week!
3: All
2: right. Thank you, Grace.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what's coming up soon? 420. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> April 20th, 2021. We're going to do some fun stuff all day day on that day we're making uh, it we're our do, holiday for reels we're making it yeah our stoner ticks holiday we're gonna do instagram live all day long
2: not um, non-stop <laughs> maybe not non- but i don't think non-
0: <laughs> <stop>. <laughs> non-stop hey, all
1: day non-day non-stop, day. non-stop.
0: Uh, the, the amount of time it took me to like make a 21 second video today, no, it will not be
1: nonstop. All you're, you're in training. You're you're in Instagram boot camp. I am an Instagram boot camp.
0: So you guys come and check it out. You can come to our social media on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and I'm the worst person to be shouting about what we are on social media because I'm not on any of That's it That's why it you're scares perfect, me, Stephanie. <laughs> it's yeah. pure. You're
2: pure when you say these you're things because you don't know well, what if you're, you're saying. Check,
0: yeah, if you check hashtags and ads <laughs> at the Stoner Chicksies podcasters dot comsies um, <laughs> slash tag dot org you'll get it, I'm sure. So... <laughs> In all seriousness, I know you'll find us on Instagram at Stoner Chicks Podcast. So check our shit. <laughs> We're gonna <laughs> it's also it's also linked in the episode description. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. We're gonna have, have a great, great job, time.
2: Stephanie. <laughs> and that's our episode. Yeah. Sl- slash tag yeah.
1: stoner chicks. Slash tag, slash hashtag. Hashtag, email I Stephanie like slash tag.
2: your high thoughts and just what you think. Yeah. Yeah. Send me my high thoughts. Or send me my high thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Bye. Thanks, guys. Love you. Bye.
3: Thank you for listening to the Stoner Chicks podcast. We want to thank our editor, Shari Junko, the composer of our theme music, Jessica Damari, and Ben Redder and AJ Dent for creating our rad cover art. Email us your high thoughts at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at stonerchickspodcast. (slash) A-bye-bye now. <slash> <slash>